listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. All right, man. I, I think we hit up hit up all hit up all these teams that you know made the playoffs. So, I think it's time for our Super Bowl predictions. Yeah. All right. So, who are your two teams to make the Super Bowl? Let's so hear it. my my two teams might be mainstream. It might be the easy pick. Some people might say, but I'm going with the Niners out of the NFC. I'm going with the Bills out of the AFC, and that's purely because I think the Bills now you know they're super motivated with Demar Hamlin going down. They're playing for him. That's going to make a big difference. It was between the Chiefs and the Bills for me. Maybe the Bengals, but I don't know. I went with the Bills just because of my gut. I've picked them, I think, the past – it was definitely last year, maybe the year before, um, to make the, the Super Bowl, and they they haven't. So And they easily could have last year. So I think their time is coming. It's going to be this year. Um, and the Niners, they just look like the most consistent force. Um, obviously, the Eagles are very good, but I can't bring myself to pick them just because the Niners' defense is so good. The offense is so efficient, regardless of who's at quarterback. Brock Purdy, I think, is looking almost like a bit of an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo, (laughs) just because he's just doing everything he needs to do without any trouble at all. I I think that this would be a really good matchup in the Super Bowl, you know, the Bills and the 49ers. I think it's totally possible it's going that that's the one that I see happening most. The inner Cowboys fan in me, I know Farazi texted me beforehand. He said, what's your Super Bowl, Super Bowl pick? I said, do you want the Cowboys fan pick or do you want my actual pick? I would love to say the Cowboys, but nothing's going to happen there. So I have the Bills and the 49ers in the Super Bowl. All right. I love it. I love it. I'm glad you didn't choose Cowboys. Um, I, I was just close. This close. No, I'm kidding. I would never. <laughs> yeah. If you if you put the two teams next to each other and cha- like didn't have any coloration on the uniforms, didn't tell me what the teams were, and the, I just saw them play, I'd be like, oh, yeah, the 49ers are better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. I'm going Eagles Bengals. I initially oh. had the 49ers. Yeah. Over the Eagles. But man, like I, I, I think it's gonna be really hard for me to bet on Brock Purdy against the Eagles defense. Like if that's what the matchup ends up being in the NFC championship. Right. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts wasn't on hundred percent yesterday. That was clear. Um, and I think that's what it all comes down to. Like, I really like the 49ers. But their pass defense is very vulnerable. And I think of what A.J. Brown and, De- and Devontae Smith can do against them, and, mm-hmm. and that's where it becomes a little scary for me. You know, um, you know, unless the 49ers can really sustain drives with the run game against the Eagles, and I think they can do that, like especially with Elijah Mitchell back, potentially staying healthy. Like who knows if he can because he hasn't yeah. done that. Um, because, but if they do, if it's Elijah Mitchell and Christian McCaffrey, I think they're going to ride those two guys, you know, and yeah, they could potentially, you know, win games because of that. But otherwise, I, I think it's going to be tough to overcome. Um, I think Jalen Hurts, you know, be, being completely healthy is going to be a big factor. Um, I just think that the Eagles are the most complete team uh, in the NFC, right? Defense, offense, like they can score with the best of them. They have really mm-hmm. good defense. Like, when I think of Brock Purdy and the matchups against the Eagles, I think it's a little bit too much to overcome. You look at the the teams that the 49ers have beaten, not the best lineup, right? They, ha- they no. have beaten subpar teams, and I just think that at some point, like this is a great story with Pro- Brock Purdy, and yeah. but I just don't know how far they could end up going with him as their quarterback. Um, and it's been, he's been looking good. He's been playing within the system. But where does that end where like you got to get your have your quarterback to make these big time throws and he's been doing a great job 
Yeah. At the end of the day, we're talking Jalen Hurts. We're talking A.J. Brown. We're talking Devontae Smith. You know, guys who could really light it up. Yeah. So that's that's the reason why I think I lean Eagles in the NFC. I think that's a really good point to make. You know, you talk about the 49ers offense. You know, when it comes to making those big-time throws, have we seen Brock Purdy do it? Yes, maybe against bad teams. But the name of the game for the 49ers offense hasn't been so much the big playmaking ability as it's been the efficiency. And you're right. When you look at the Eagles offense, it's not just efficiency. It's the big play threat. They have A.J. Brown. They have Devontae Smith. Jalen Hurts with his legs can take a carry for 30 yards anytime. I think you're absolutely right with that. So, yeah, I, I get betting on you know the Eagles in that sense because they have the big playability and the consistency and the efficiency. You know, we're 49ers. They are playing within their system. Everything is going smoothly right now. And they're taking care of business. It's not like they're leaving any doubt. They're taking care of business against these, you know, subpar teams. But I, I think you might be on to something there. My pick isn't going to change. I'm going to leave the Niners. But I think there's definitely a valid argument there, you know, for the Eagles to be the pick over the Niners. I think the Bengals, you know, who is my AFC pick, I think they're also, you know, this complete team, right? They know how to win. Yeah close games. Joe Burrow has all of his weapons healthy right now. The defense is playing well. I mean, it's it's very close between them and the Chiefs for me. And I think if yeah. I had to choose one between the Chiefs and the Bills, I think I'd go Chiefs. I just think the Chiefs offense is like way more dependable and diversified. Like, you can't just take away one player in the Chiefs offense. I think with the Bills, you can. I think you can take away Stephon Diggs and then their offense... You know, obviously Josh Allen can can do big things, but they don't have a second playmaker outside of Stefan Diggs to really rely on. Yes, Gabe Davis has had his games, but not that many of them. Right? Don't don't bet against playoff Gabe Davis. <laughs> That's true. I don't it's want to coming. bet against Gabe the Davis. second coming of playoff Gabe Davis. It's coming. <laughs> I, I hear that, man. It's just you know, it, it's it's very close between the Chiefs and the Bengals for me. I, I just. Don't want to take two number one seeds. It's rare that two number one seeds go to the Super Bowl. Um, right. So if I'm going to pick a number one seed from either conference, I think it's easier for me to pick the number one seed in the NFC compared to the AFC because there's not as much, you know, after the Eagles, 49ers, that's, that's really it. Like, those are the two teams in the NFC. In the AFC, you got a few teams, right? You got the Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, There's one I, more team. There's one more team in the AFC than the NFC. But yeah, I think the Eagles definitely have an easier path in the NFC. The NFC yeah, is like quietly relatively weak. You know, you, you look at the playoff teams. I mean, yeah. In terms of their star power, maybe you, teams like the Giants. Well, you would have you would have had the Cowboys there what four weeks ago, right? Like four weeks yeah. ago, I would have thought that the Cowboys are like in that in that that stratosphere with the Falcons like, and the Eagles. Pre, pre the Jaguars loss. I think is what we're talking about. Even I guess right? so. I guess so. Like, yeah. they they eked one out against Texas, but they won. So it's like at, at that point, I wasn't worried about. It. But now it's just like all of their losses that they've given up. You know, they've given up big leads that they had. So it's just tough. Yeah, they're not in the one two. Like there's an Eagles, Niners, and then there's a big drop, and then maybe the Cowboys. I but, would say uh, yeah. I probably started with the Texans game. You know, because they, they, they took them down to the wire. Then they lost yeah, to the well, Cowboys. I mean, I'm sorry, they lost to the Jaguars. But the yeah, I mean, but then took like, the Chiefs down to the wire. And the Chiefs have no doubt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's true. Yeah. It's true. The it's Texans true. played good football that, that, that three week stretch. They were playing really well. But it's true. Dallas shouldn't have taken them down um, to the wire. Uh, but yeah, 
I, I, there's a case maybe for the Vikings over the Cowboys, as you know, if you're ranking the best teams in the NFC, there's a case maybe for the Vikings over the Cowboys. But it's one, two, three, four. It's Eagles, Niners, and then any order that you want: Cowboys, Vikings. And right. then after that, I don't know how we go about that. Like, do you put the Giants over the Buccaneers? I think maybe. I think so. Do you, you put the Seahawks over the Buccaneers? I, I think, think that this. I think the Seahawks and Buccaneers are very similar, but. Yeah, I think I might put the Buccaneers at the bottom. I think yeah. so, too. I, I think that's the way you have to play. Because they're underperforming, big time. And we saw glimpses. We saw glimpses of them playing well last week. But then this week, too, they weren't you know, playing very well either in the time that they had the starters on the field. You brought up the Texans. And uh, for no good reason, well, actually, there might be a good reason when you consider yeah. Lovey Smith. But <laughs> they decided to win the game against the Colts. Going for it on fourth downs, two point conversions. <laughs> I mean, they were going for that win, dude. You know, and yeah. the Bears lost, so the Bears are now locked in to the number one pick in this year's draft, thanks to the Texans, thanks to Lovey Smith. And Lovey Smith was fired before he could even make his way back to the locker room, right? You <laughs> yeah. Know? And, and to to be honest, like Lovey Smith probably knew he was going to get canned, right? Mm-hmm. So he was like, you know what? Screw we your number stick one it pick. To him. Yep. Exactly. Taking and I think that's what them. happened. I think that's what happened, dude. Like, he, he knew he was going to get fired. And mm-hmm. he was like, all right, well, guess what? I'm taking it all with me. You know? <laughs> so the Texans, the Texans fired him after one year. They fired David Culley last year after one year as well. This doesn't seem like a recipe for success, right? Like, you hire a coach. They suck. Your team sucks also, by the way. Your quarterback mm-hmm. sucks also. And then you're just going to fire a coach. That one there. doesn't make too much sense to me. I would have assumed they would have had Lovey Smith. The, the way they've been playing and overperforming over the past few weeks, like, mm-hmm. give Lovey Smith another chance. I don't know. That's, that's just me. Yeah. No, I'm in agreement. I knew it was going to happen. I think everybody yeah. knew that Lovey Smith was going to be fired regardless because the Texans just are in limbo right now everywhere. It doesn't matter if it's right. front office, coaching, players, you know, Brandon Cook's fiasco this season. That was just one little thing in a whole long line of other big things. But – I think you give Lovey Smith another chance because the, it's not like they weren't competitive, you know, down the stretch. They were definitely competitive. They were a pretty a relatively tough out, you know. It's not like they were just getting blown out of games. But yeah, I think, like you said, he knew that he was going to be fired and he took the first overall pick with him. There was no reason to go for two. There was no reason to even be competitive in that game. They could have just rolled over and gotten that. But I think that there was tension already, you know, between Lovey Smith and the front office and they were going to get rid of him regardless. So, I, I give I give Lovey Smith props and the Texans team for you know doing that too. It might be bigger than you know the future. You know, the difference between one and two pick. Um, I don't think it's going to be that big unless someone trades up with the Bears to get a quarterback. Um, right. But outside of that, I, I don't think that is as important as winning the game for the Texans because it would just been demoralizing to roll over and lose that game. You know, um, I, I think that it was good that the Texans won. That might be an unpopular opinion. But when you talk about football team and it, it being like people are playing the game, they're humans playing the game, like it makes sense for them to win that. You know, that's kind of where it comes down to not so much the numbers and, you know, playing the game for all the logistics of the game. It's just you're playing the game, compete, you play to win. And that's what they did. I have no problem with them winning, even though, you know, they could have had the first overall pick. I think it's better for the culture for Houston moving forward, especially those players. I mean, who knows? They usually blow up the roster every offseason. It's better for those players going into next season to have that under their belt. So we got Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, you know, probably the top two quarterbacks for me. I'm very intrigued yeah. by Anthony Richardson as well. 
we'll see what they do. Um, I would imagine the Bears trade down here. They get a haul for that pick. Yeah, there are some advocating for them to take a quarterback and no. <laughs> and trade Justin Fields. Um, that is on the table apparently. Um, I can't imagine them them doing that, but some think that there is more value in trading Justin Fields away and grabbing a quarterback at number one than trading away the number one pick. Um, so, listen, at the end of the day, I'm rolling with Justin Fields if I'm the Bears, right? Because yeah. he looked like he's really good. And honestly, I think that Justin Fields might be a better prospect than either of these two guys, you know, these top guys coming out this year. Right. Um, so that's kind of how I look at it. But the Texans, though, you know, assuming that whoever trades up to the number one pick is going to take a quarterback, they'll still have their pick, you know, uh, at quarterback. You know, will mm-hmm. Levi? Like, I hope that doesn't happen. That'd be bad. Yeah, in my opinion. But there's a lot to we. <laughs> I still have a lot more <laughs> prospects to, to do. Yeah, yeah. I got to really, really. This is when I really get into it in terms of like you know breaking down these guys and f- filming these guys out and all that kind of stuff. This is this is right. the fun part for me. Um, I love. That's why I love January, and February. It's the best. You want to um, be like a. Do you want to be like a scout at some point, you know, in your career? That that would probably be something. Long, 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 long. I don't know, man. Like, I I definitely en- I definitely enjoy it. I definitely enjoy yeah. it. It's like one of my favorite things to do. Just like watch them and like put the numbers together and like combine that and figure out who's good and who's not. And I think my process has been pretty solid over the past couple of seasons. So like I'm looking yep. forward to continuing that. So we'll so so we'll see how that goes. But um, so the Bears own the number one pick, followed by the Texans, Cardinals, then the Colts. Seahawks from the, from Denver, remember that trade uh, for for, for for Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Lions at six, which is amazing, you know, for them given where they're at right now, they're on the rise, um, mm-hmm. and that was for, the, for for Matthew Stafford, by the way, that's from the Rams, yeah. and you know, followed by the Raiders, they have the seventh pick, Falcons with another top ten pick at eight, Panthers, and then Eagles have a top ten pick as well from the Saints. So uh, Eagles Eagles are look are sitting pretty as well. Can you imagine winning the Super Bowl? And then having the, having a top ten pick in the draft, like that's, that that's pretty solid right there. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's pretty very, solid right there. Very good management by the Eagles. Um, I'm looking at you know the Colts. You know, so first Texans, even if a quarterback goes first, I'm sure they'll be happy with whatever if their pick of Bryce Young or yeah, CJ Stroud, sure. whoever falls to them, yeah. they're going to take. I feel like that's going to be the case, assuming they don't so. move up themselves to number one, which I don't think you know would be that big a deal. It's possible. They, it's like, possible that they do because they might really really want one of these guys mm-hmm. and they don't want another team to get in front of them to take their guy so i don't I can, think i the, can totally see that happening i don't think the compensation would be that much either especially if they're communicating they're like okay we want this guy and if the bears have somebody they want to have their eye on you know you're only moving back to two so you're just gonna yeah. take as long as it's not who the bears want you know i think they'd be happy to move back even if they pick up just like a second round pick a third round pick yeah. in the process you know just it's not going it, to it change really, your draft. it really depends on I think they're going to have to give up a lot still, the Texans, to get to get to number one because of the fact that there's going to be a lot of teams going to be calling the oh, Bears yeah, for that yeah, number one true. pick. So the market value is going to remain the same, and they're not going to, you know, just to move down one spot, they're not going to give up that t- type of value. It's just like a, it's like a, you know, the Bears have a really interesting offseason ahead of them. They have more than a hundred million dollars in cap space. Um, they have a ton of draft picks. They have number one pick. So this is going to be a very interesting. And they're probably going to get even more picks, you know, by trading back, by trading I, back, right? I think in most scenarios, I see the Bears trading back. I don't see there's any reason for them to yeah. stick around. I see them trading back and then potentially trading up 
yeah. once or twice in the draft because of all the draft picks that they to have. Get, to to uh, grab guys that are falling too, especially, you know, like right. that always happens. They could do that 100%. And then with the Colts, that. you know, you have the Colts at four. Why do I feel like that's like Will Levi's spot right there? <laughs> like I, I just have I a feeling, you know, with, with Bryce Young and CJ Stroud likely off the board, the Colts are going to be looking at it and they'll be like, they probably won't have turned to a veteran quarterback at that point. You know, maybe they'll have to have Sam Ellinger and they'll be like, okay, he's going to be our guy next season or if they don't draft a quarterback. But I just feel like that's a spot. I could see that happening. Will Levi staying in the blue and white? I just see it. <laughs> I can see it. It's like the same, it's the same Jersey. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I just see that that <laughs> pick just screams Colts to me. I don't know why. <laughs> oh man. I hope not for their sake. Um, and yeah, I, I I don't know, man. I, I'm looking forward to it though. This is gonna be fun. You know, I might I might end up going to the draft this year. We'll see. I'm yeah. I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna do. This oh, year. you you should announce um, a pick. You should announce the Jets. Pick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Listen, man. The only picks I'll be announcing is my fantasy draft picks. That's it. Um, <laughs> right. I, I think that's gonna do it for this episode, guys. Uh, thanks for thanks for listening. Uh, appreciate everybody. You know, this uh, this season has been amazing. You know. Uh, so we, we just thank you guys for listening and, and staying with us the whole way through. Uh, we have a ton of off-season content, man. Like we got a draft, we got draft stuff. We got some, uh, some, uh, you know, um, 2022 fantasy awards, you know, to give out to a bunch of players. Uh, stay tuned on my Instagram too. I'm going to be giving away a bunch of trophies to a bunch of leagues and a bunch of champions and perpetual trophies are, are going to be given out. So you can pass them from, you know, uh, player to player in your league over the next like you know eight to ten years or whatever so that should be fun so i'm gonna be announcing that giveaway soon on my instagram um there's nothing that you have to do there's no special thing that you have to do or like you know whatever just gotta be on my instagram and just let me know that you won that's it yeah. um and yeah so we'll uh we'll, we'll be back later this week um i think um, i think we want to come back on wednesday potentially to talk about some fantasy awards um and then on friday we'll probably break down the wild card games and you know, talk about, you know, which player prop props we like, you know, which underdog pickums we're going to be choosing, stuff like that. Uh, so kind of make these games a little bit more interesting, a little bit more vested interest in these playoff games for the weekend. We'll be back in a couple of days. We'll see you guys then. Take it easy. See ya. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 